Welcome back, folks. Uh, I had that feeling in my bones, you know, that there was going to be more news today. Obviously, I was aware of the EU sixth round of sanctions being planned. Actually, uh, despite them announcing it would be on May 3rd, it's due to take place uh, tomorrow morning, Wednesday. Today's Tuesday at the time of recording, so tomorrow. However, news has still come out and something has obviously upset the markets. So let's quickly jump in. Uh, we've got a f we've got so many topics to cover, I don't even know what to title this video. EU considers exemptions to push through Russian oil embargo. <laughs> well, this is an intriguing title to just start off with. So obviously they can't push it through as is because, well, based Hungary is going to go... Eh -eh. So let, let's scroll down and have a look. The European Union is closing in on a new round of sanctions against Moscow that will likely include an embargo on Russian oil imports. But the Brussels-based institution first needs to solve division between the member states with two EU nations demanding exemptions due to their heavy dependency on Russian hydrocarbons. It would be good to have everyone on board, but if it means delaying oil sanctions for everyone, then that would not be good. An EU official who did not want to be nicked. That kind of discredits the whole thing, in my view. Anyway, moving on. Hungary's foreign minister, Peter... Holy shit, that name. I'm going to skip that one. Schizato, uh, said Tuesday his country would not support sanctions that would make it impossible to receive oil from Russia. So that's a no from me, dog, over in Hungary. And I, I've highlighted these in uh, sort of green-blue because these are absolutely hilarious. The new set of measures comes after Russia's state-owned energy firm, Gazprom, halted natural gas flows to two EU nations, Poland and Bulgaria, last week, prompting fears that other EU countries would experience similar issues. This is ignoring the source of the issue, so you'd only have something to fear if you were doing the same thing, right? But let's carry on. It clearly shows that they are not reliable suppliers. And that means that all the member states have to have plans in place for full disruption. You mean if you don't pay your bill, you get cut off? I, I just... I can't get past the lunacy of the EU. What's so hard to understand? And how does that make the supplier unreliable? Uh, uh, yeah, sorry British Gas, but uh, yeah, I'm going to leave a shitty review on Yelp for you because I haven't paid my bill uh, last month and you cut me off. That means you're unreliable. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. It's an unjustified breach of existing contracts and a warning that any member state could be next. Not paying is a breach of contract. Stopping the supply because you're not paying in the manner required is not... The unilateral... <laughs> Let's move on. So, uh, Papa Poo here. Signs a decree on Russia's new tit-for-tat sanctions. The bear is biting back. You can see by his face. He ain't having it, is he? <laughs> the document prohibits fulfilling obligations and concluding deals with foreign individuals and legal entities, as well as exporting raw materials and products from Russia in the interests of these individuals. Ooh, that sounds sufficiently vague to be quite frightening. <laughs> if you catch my drift. The Russian government was instructed to approve a list of individuals sanctioned by Russia in 10 days and determine additional criteria for deals and obligations to be categorized as banned in compliance with this degree. 
decree or degree. Well, as I said, this had obviously upset the markets and, uh, forgive me. I mean, I'm not an economist, but, uh, holy smokes. Remember we, uh, put a, put a pin in it earlier after the video of Andrew Hill's second interview, the mercenary. And that was around 70, I think, uh, at the time of recording 70.6 or something. Wow. It's already dropped down minus 4% to 67.62 on the U S dollar. Let's have a look at the Euro. Ooh, not looking good. I love that mountain there. This is way uh, right back down here to 72.006. Um, not quite so bad for the, e the Euro. It's uh, minus 2.8%. And over on the pound is similar story again, not as bad as the dollar, but still not looking too, uh, too cheery. Is it 85.51 now granted these, these aren't where anywhere near the figures of, uh, what 2014, uh, wow. Yeah, we can zoom way out here, but we can't go back to 2014 over back in 2017, as low as 69 there. I mean, gosh. Who knows? Maybe it'll go down there. But anyway, let's not speculate. Let's move on. Uh, regarding the special operation, Moscow reveals number of Ukrainian POWs. Uh, Russia holds about 2,000 Ukrainian servicemen who have voluntarily laid down their arms, including five brigade commanders who are fighting against the Donbass population. Now, for some reason, this figure seems low to me. Remember, we had 1,000 Marines surrender in Mariupol. Uh, I thought we had some other batches as well. So for some reason, 2000 just, just struck me as a bit low based on the available data. Criminal cases have been initiated against 75 mercenaries who are participating in hostilities on the side of Ukraine. We know that they came from the UK, the U S Norway, Canada, Georgia, and other countries. Uh, we featured two videos today, one, including Sean Pinner. And I think also Aidan Aslin was also charged today by the Donetsk People's Republic with a maximum potential penalty of death uh, for things like terrorism and violence against the Donetsk uh, people. Uh, let's move on because regarding the, the state of the Ukrainian army, this intriguing, intriguing article was posted on Yahoo News. Uh, exhausted Ukrainian soldiers re return from the Eastern Front. Well, I find this intriguing for a number of reasons, and I actually recommend that you go to uh, an amazing website um, that I'll feature in just a little minute, where um, someone far more learned than I, or at least more observant than I, has gone through and made observations. But I'll just I'll just make some points that did jump out at me. It, it says here about the 81st Brigade. This is the 81st Air Mobile Brigade, I believe. The brigade walked 12 kilometers, 7.5 miles Saturday, camouflaged in the woods and under crossfire until the point of retreat. Now, these mobile brigades, don't they have APCs, these BMPs? Um, now, as an ex-British infantryman, I'm no stranger to seven and a half mile walks, but not necessarily under crossfire you'd expect some armor or some mechanized uh, transport. So that struck me as a bit odd. And presumably they were forced to do this because of lack of equipment that's been destroyed maybe now. Okay. That's just one thing, but then add that into at 21 years old, Samolov, an officer from the Odessa military Academy finds himself managing 130 conscripts, often twice his age. 
Now that doesn't bode well, especially if you think of losses, which ties into my previous point, losses of equipment, losses of men. So a guy who hasn't even graduated, um, it's my first war. I was supposed to graduate in four months, but they sent me here. So you've got these wet behind the ears, rookies commanding, uh, well, these are Russian size. Uh, I've, I've really got to think back now. Uh, yeah, I'd say about a platoon uh, in, in UK military terms. I could be wrong there. Uh, it's been it's been like 20 years since I was in the army. Uh, and we're talking about Russian formations as well, which is why it's 130, which is why it's slightly bigger for a rifle um, platoon, <coughs> excuse me, or company. The soldiers cannot use their phones on the front and any application that requires geolocation is banned. Now, th this this made me go, hmm, really? How did we get all these social media posts, particularly the one where the Ukrainian blew on blue, it appeared um, at first, where they, the tank blew up its own people? Uh, it turned out that actually that was a Russian tank um, from the last news that I heard. But yeah, th these things struck me as very odd. This is a graphic that's shared in uh, Telegram, excuse me again, uh, at Rybar. Uh, Rybar is, I think we'd be safe to say it's mainly pro-Russian. What intrigues me here is at the bottom, you see in that red, I will try and zoom in a bit for you. Here we go, for you guys on mobile. The projected, and move out of the way, projected losses of the uh, AF in Ukraine, the armed forces, the National Guard, State Border Service, are given according to insider information from the Ukrainian general staff. Hmm, okay. Uh, but it states here uh, a total of 40, well, nearly 45,000 casualties, of which 26,000 have been killed, 16,000 injured, and this claims 2,692 captured, which more or less corroborates what we just saw from the official Russian source. In fact, this one's slightly higher. Uh, so there you go. Uh, this was the website here that I mentioned. This is um, williambowles.info. Link will be in the description. Here we go. This even includes some great maps. Obviously, it includes the sources here, which I, I find very important if you're going to take something seriously. Uh, in here, it goes into depth and detail. Uh, equipped with a BTR, sorry, BTR-70 armored personnel carriers. Here we go. Well worth a read if you've got the time and you like such things. I highly recommend it. Uh, and much easier for you to digest at your leisure rather than me trying to run through it. So, moving on. There are some intriguing reports about this Canadian general. I've seen whispers on Telegram. And Telegram's great, uh, especially if it then links a credible source to back up, like, you know, a newsflash. But this, this talk about this Canadian general... Uh, it's quite widespread. Uh, I think Alex from the Duran has just recently discussed it. So I've tried to find Russian sources that are discussing this, and I, I can't really, haven't found anything like Russia Today or TASS that have reported about this as, um, you know, official news. However, there there is some information here. It's not, it's not really anything new than what you may have heard or Alex has dis discussed. Essentially, this Canadian, retired Canadian general, I believe, um, who's also allegedly was in charge of biolabs, uh, presumably Russia is going to interrogate him first if they have indeed captured him and then at a later date come out with some official announcement once they've they've got his testimony perhaps it does cite here about Ria Novosti however I haven't and it's not to say it doesn't exist I have not found yet an article on Ria Novosti 
um, uh, corroborating this. It may exist, in which case that then pushes it way up on the credibility. The other source it cites is Zagrad. Um, again, no idea on the credibility, but another article here about Trevor Cadier uh, was captured while trying to escape from Az Azovstal. It says media reported. Uh, which media? Uh, it says media and social networks. And that's too vague, really, for me to be able to justify you know, treating it seriously. And again, it states Ria Novosti. So I'll have to dig de deeper you know, using Russian language search. Uh, so that's why I don't think I've been able to come across whatever article this, this article claims to be citing in Ria Novosti. Moving on, uh, uh, Clown World News. The International Association for Transgender Equality and Freedoms of people LGBTQIA+, has banned gay parades and congresses of trans, inter, and asexuals in Russia. Fantastic news. Uh, if this is true, well, again, the West has just done Russia's job for it. They, they didn't want this anyway. And I find this so uh, almost hypocritical that an association meant to protect a minority group and protect their rights in society is singling out a certain group in the world stage in society, the international community, and then, um, you know, abusing them in, in a similar way, let's say, excluding them uh, in exactly the same way as they're supposed to be fighting to prevent happen to another minority group or another member of society. That said, as much as this might chuckle, might make you chuckle, it certainly made me chuckle, I can't find any grounding for this, not in the English language. If you go to ilga.org, it does actually exist, surprisingly, there's no mention. There's no mention. If you do a normal Google search, then it comes up with the usual stuff about Russia's international law. Uh, so that's all I could find there. Now, I do have some other big news and that is that Babushka, Red Babushka, has been found. Uh, I've included some videos on my Telegram. Let's let's just see if I can bring it up quickly now. The from what I can gather, it's the Ukrainians have have, have gone back and tried to convince them to be evacuated from where they're living. Why? Well, I'm, I hate to say it, but unfortunately, because I believe that they are planning to um, fight there. Um, that's unfortunately what I believe. The, the houses are all shot out, the windows. Let's show you a quick picture so you can have a look yourself. Uh, unfortunately, doing it this way means in Telegram. Let's see if I can bring it up in Chrome for you. Yeah, here we go. That's better. Let's bring this up. Here's, here's Babushka. And you see all the windows are blown out. Uh, here's definitely Dyadushka. He's still got his crucifix stuck down his pants. I'm not sure what that's for, whether he's just a devout Orthodox Christian and likes to carry a, a crucifix down his pants, or maybe it's not a crucifix. Maybe he's playing Peter Pan, and I don't know. I know I would. Anyway, this is Babushka. She has refused the offer, or well, Dyadushka has refused the offer of evacuation because they have too many cats and dogs. Ah. And kind of, as I suspected, um, these folks, I can imagine they're quite comfortable, like, in their world and life. I know that there's a blooming war going on around them, but uh, they, they can be quite stubborn, I imagine. Uh, initially, the assumption was that the Russians had found them. Uh, they're only 12 kilometers away from Kharkov, uh, the, well, the border in the Kharkov region. 
uh, from what I can gather. But um, so far, they're confirmed as being okay now. Uh, they have been located, which makes me a bit nervous. Obviously, certain people know where they are anyway. I'd rather that the Ukrainians didn't still have them in the territory under their control. Again, reportedly, the Dedushka and Babushka asked to be transferred to the other side, so to the Russian side. Uh, so their they, news must have reached them. I I'm guessing. Um, I know that I know that they'd be welcome guests at the May 9th Victory Day parade in Russia. Uh, but alas, the Ukrainians uh, I think made them believe that the Russians would shoot them. Uh, essentially. Yeah, the, the Ukrainians were offering to take them to uh, Kharkov, that's Ukrainian-held, the city itself, uh, basically where I guess they could keep them safe. I want to believe the best. I want to believe the best of intentions were exercised here. But that is the super-duper bestest good news that I have for you, especially as an update for Deirdushka and Babushka. I know a lot of you guys in the comments have asked where you can support them. Uh, I don't know. If I did know, I'd certainly let you know, and I'd... I'd beat you to the punch by sending uh, uh, hopefully at least a month's worth of pension because she did say in her video that they haven't been paid pensions in two months. Uh, in other news, Russia has started paying pensions in the southern regions. I think Kherson uh, was one region where they've started paying out pensions and a one-time um, award to veterans of the Great Patriotic War of something like 10,000 rubles, which was about £100 or $120-$150, which for Babushka and Dedushka would be awesome. Anyway, I'll wrap things up there. Um, I'm sure there's more news to come. Regardless, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.